0: Episode of Raising the Revival Generation. I say another episode is because after episode two, I lost count. Hold on. Um, hold on to what?
1: Our kids calling. Yeah?
0: Well, anyways, we're going to continue with this as our kids interrupt what we're trying to do. This is life. And uh, most likely they're complaining about the dogs.
1: They, just, they so, just have to be brought out. This is a real test of our parenting. You're uh, live. We're recording right now.
0: Yeah, so the world gets to see.
1: Please bring. You're making breakfast. No, it's not. Yes, I am. We should talk about kids arguing today. All right. kids interrupt because we the have to down. take the dogs thank out. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you.
0: Now I understand a little bit of why they don't want to take the dogs out because we're in the midst of a blizzard. Uh, but uh.
1: And we have a snow-loving dog. Like we have a dog that's like bred for snow. Yeah, we have a great Pyrenees who is. And he gets lost. Probably
0: the goofiest dog in the world. But uh, anyways, back to, <laughs> welcome to Revival Generations <laughs> next episode. Uh,
1: Always realize.
0: Uh, you get an insight into the life of the Cleves family. Um, and it's so, this is what happens when you give your kids phones, by the way. They can complain to you at distance. <laughs> it used to be when they didn't have phones, they, whatever, they complained downstairs and we were upstairs and we didn't have to worry about it. But lo and behold.
1: Well, today's chaotic because normally when, whoops, when we record or film uh our, our adult child is downstairs with the kids. So there's like a level of like adult oversight.
0: Which that actually brings up an idea for an episode. Yeah. Because our adult child is not here. She's not. Because she's out pursuing something that... Uh, that uh, We're under
1: strict orders not to talk about. That
0: we're not allowed to talk about. But for future generations, as things become more evident <laughs>
1: in life, hmm. um,
0: we can talk about how to manage... Godly, I'll just say, Godly relationships in your kid's life. Because we, we, we don't have a time frame for when this video comes out. We're recording it on a Saturday, just so you know, <laughs> so it can come out on a, a Friday, a Monday, a Tuesday. It could come out next month. Who knows? depends on how we're doing. <laughs> we're
1: and as you can trouble. see, we're
0: dressed down in sweats today. Um, just because that's the, that's the kind of week we've had. A, a very intense week, a very uh, long week, a lot of worship, um, a, a lot of worship, a lot of ministry. And so today's Saturday, so it's dressed down Saturday with the cleaves and uh, and even our kids don't want to do anything. They don't even want to take oh, the yeah. dogs
1: out. Um, our, yesterday we like had originally talked about like going out and doing something today, which is always like somewhat difficult in our area because like we're not like winter outdoor people, but there's not like a whole lot going on. But anyway, then we looked at the weather and we're like, Oh, it's a it's a blizzard, so I guess we're in tomorrow.
0: Yeah, it's not like like, I can play Call of Duty to escape the reality of this world.
1: You know, but
0: then...
1: I just saw a TikTok where this guy came out and he was like, if you're working a full-time job and you come home, like men should not come home and then play three hours a day of video games. are you
0: saying I play three hours No, I'm not. Okay, I'm, not. Gonna say, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it. that. I play...
1: I'm just saying I just saw the TikTok, like, oh, right before we cool. started this. Well, and you I go. agree we can with talk it. about
0: that, too. Actually, most of my Call of Duty uh, gets in... At, at like one in the morning, yeah. Because of the kids, you get like I, I hour, have to You find, get
1: like an hour a week. Yeah, like an hour a week
0: where I get to go in there and I get yeah. to, I get to take out all my pent up frustrations <clears throat> on all these little goobers all over the world. who think there's something in. And I get to just lay waste to them with a sniper rifle.
1: It'd be better if it was Fortnite. I like Fortnite.
0: But anyways, enough about uh pent up for Obviously,
1: pro video so, game over here. Yeah,
0: so like I said, you can have fun. Like that, that, that there's a great there's, there's a great misconception about if you become a Christian, God just takes away all the fun out of your life. And you just rules and religion and very strict. But actually, we're very laid back people. We like to have fun. We like to we like the office, obviously. And our friends who know us. So she just lifted up a a gift that was given to us, but I have a, be- not a better gift, but I have a different gift that was given to us and, uh, to you, to me, so.
1: because I have
0: good friends. Surround yourself with good friends, they get good gifts. Hang on.
1: If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You can go back and, so and watch the video. this
0: is what I look at every Remember, day. Remember, this is a podcast. And I know, yeah, you can't see this if you're listening to this, but maybe you need to go on YouTube and watch it once in a while.
1: You can watch you it can on Spotify see faces
0: and, and see that I'm holding an exact replica not of the temple or of the tabernacle, but of the office.
1: You know, I the would next, think, the You next know, we have like a place. book that's like paper, like paper dolls of the temple. We could put that together. It's Maybe Legos. we'll do that for school this week.
0: It's Lego. So like when, <clears> when, <throat> when you grow up, these people got it. And when I grew up and became a man, I didn't want to give up my old toys. I wanted toys that grew with me.
1: Oh, all right. And Lego
0: got it. And then Pastor Sam got this for me. <laughs> Gave it to me because he gets me. I yeah. love that, man. Anyways, the office.
1: He, he's quickly There's rising up to make it in every single podcast. He probably has. We just haven't recognized it. <clears throat> but that's the sign of a good pastor, right? Well, yeah, well, when he and, makes it in every episode of your podcast.
0: And because our, because our story is so intertwined with the transition from our church to yeah. this church right. um, and what God was doing in the midst of that, that it, you almost have to bring him up in every story. That's why like, also we always bring up the Roberts family. Uh, who, who are a big part that of our time
1: of the episode. It's
0: that time of the episode. You didn't have to wait till the end this time, Matt. Um, but we bring them up because they're a bit, they're a big part of our story too. Yeah. Because without them, we wouldn't be where we're at, and we wouldn't be down the roads that we're on. And so, um, understanding that is that that's why we on, kind of honor them. Sometimes we mock them, but that's that's like
1: <laughs> it's a form of honor. Yeah, it's like
0: <clears throat> Um But and they like that stuff. They like that stuff. Mm-hmm. If I didn't make fun of Matt, you would think I was angry at him. Um but that's anyways true. but anyways, so honoring those people. Uh
1: speaking of honoring, let's talk about our book giveaway. Yes,
0: that's what actually I want to talk about it at the <coughs> beginning
1: too. Yeah. So we are giving away a copy of Unhang Your Heart. This is a great book by Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. And I feel like we have to have a disclaimer because this is our second like, Shuttlesworth book that we've given away. The first was Jonathan. This His one's cousin. Ted. It's not our fault that there's so many of them in ministry and that like, they're all awesome. Like, that's not our fault.
0: No, it kind of goes along with our story because the, they, well, they honor their grandfather. Yeah. Because their grandfather was a coal miner.
1: And we also love Tiff, and we love Ted, and we love Preston, and I mean all yes, of us. Yes,
0: we, we, the whole family. But, uh, but so real fast, the we did family, love to have Preston, hang on. The family here of, of the Shuttlesworth, uh, like they honor their grandfather because their grandfather was met Jesus as he was a coal mine worker, and uh, had a mouth of a sailor, as they would say, um, and and was a rough, tough guy. But uh, he met Jesus, and it forever changed the destiny of his family. Yeah, and, and wh- so what ended up happening was was because he met Jesus and he fell in love with Jesus, he became a, an evangelist. Yep. And, that, and that call of Christ has, has trickled down, um, not just to him, but as all four of his boys went into ministry. Mm-hmm. And then their, then his grandchildren right. went into ministry. And, uh, and so, so it's an amazing story of what God can do mm-hmm. in a family when one person surrenders their life to Jesus. Like I said, if we live our lives in the shadow of who God is. And he met God, and it changed him, changed his kids, Changed his grandkids and his great-grandkids are going to do just the same because Preston is a great no, kid. No, he's a, a kid. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, if it worked for him, it can work for you because God's no respect of persons. But we're giving away "Unhang Your Harp" and uh, how to, how praise opens the door to every blessing God has provided for you. And so, uh, how do they enter to win?
1: Um, there is a Facebook and Instagram post you can enter on one or both of those platforms. That's up to you. You can find us at raising the revival generation, our, that's our handle basically across the world. Um, and you'll see directions there on that specific post. All you have to do is tag a friend that you think would be blessed by this book and by our podcast, make sure you're following us. So that way we can notify you, you know, if you've won and bonus points, you can share it in your story. And the more people you tag, like in separate comments, the more chances you have to win. However, if you're listening to this and that giveaway is closed, like just check our page because we we like to bless people, and so chances are going to be if if you're listening to this in 2025 that we're probably having you know a giveaway. So like let's just throw that out there.
0: And probably next giveaway will probably be uh, Uncle Ted.
1: Oh. Ted
0: Shuttlesworth Senior. I was probably, thinking we would we'll switch give it up.
1: It... I was thinking we would switch up with, with, with Rodney. Oh. At least get a different last name.
0: Oh yeah, a, a Brown instead of a Shuttlesworth. Yeah. Uh, anyways, oh, we'll it, Because I, re- I keep reading, a or Debbie R-
1: actually, Debbie Rich just came out with a new book. We haven't read it, but oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so uh, I always read a section of it, and so he gives these little tweet sized things at the beginning of the uh, of the beginning of the chapter. So this is for you today. This is from Unhang Your Heart by Ted Shuttsworth Jr. It says, "You can only become dynamic by first becoming dissatisfied with your current level of development."
1: Oh, I mean that. That's a great topic.
0: And uh, that can be yours for the generous price of $199, uh, four easy payments. <laughs> now, anyways, so back, back, back to what we're, back to, what, back to this, this is already bonkers. <laughs> I mean, when we started, we had a kid call in. We had our first phone guest.
1: Wow. Adelaide and Lila, arguing. Our first phone guest. Thank you, ladies. You know, kids argue. And we're, Is that the
0: end of the statement? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's our and group.
1: if you think, yes. like, if you listen to this podcast, like, I hear that a lot. Like, people are like your kids are always so great. Like, I was just talking to my friend Emily the other night, and she's like, "You're always like, my kids are crazy," and I never see that. Like, let me just tell you, our kids argue, and I just like if anyone's like come up with like a way to like have their kids not argue, I'd call you a liar. So, I mean, hmm. I just. Like people argue, like people, like if we look at the New Testament, there obviously there was quarrels in the New Testament church, right?
0: Between
1: who? I mean, people. people? Like, like it just it always seems <laughs> like, okay. like and, and, don't sleep with your stepmother, right? That's that's a quarrel. I mean, that's an intense one. That's that's,
0: not, that's more of like a
1: quarrel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs>
1: So that's the first thing that popped in my head. So bad. <laughs> like, who cares if you're circumcised or not? You go
0: with. you go with, don't sleep with your, with your father's wife?
1: What? What Maybe somebody on? needs to hear that today. Oh
0: my gosh, if you need to hear that, wow. You need to What is going on? It's, let's know. If, Anyways, never yeah, so if no. you can get, get, get anything out of
1: this episode, don't sleep with your father's wife. I had a place where I was going. Okay, go I'm just saying, like, for, like us on the journey you, of people body. argue, like husband and wives argue. We argue usually it's about dumb stuff. Uh, I mean, we don't really argue. We like bicker about like just. Uh, it's always like high stress situation, and it's always the dumb things. And according to our adult daughter, we're always like saying the same thing. We're just there's like something like lost in translation as we're saying it.
0: I well, think I think there's a pattern to argument, and that is that when we argue, it's times where we're not the most um, intimate you know yeah. in our relationship sure so we kind of get off each other's frequencies and we're just, we're not on the same tune but i think as we as we recognize that and as we spend time together and when i say intimate i'm not just talking about physically yeah okay so like i understand that is but uh
1: i feel weird. like i have to i
0: feel like i have to clarify that because you started sure. talking about sleeping with your father's wife <laughs> So, like, it's not just intimate as in, as in physical, but actually just being close and connected at heart, too.
1: Well, there's different levels, and there's different types of intimacy. Yes. And in a marriage or in a relationship in general, even when we're talking about with our children, right, There's the, we require different levels of, of intimacy, of connection, and physical intimacy is just a small portion of that.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that, that when we start getting out of tune with each other is, is those are the times where we end up becoming frustrated with each other because we're not – like we're not in sync. Right. And when we're in sync, I mean, then, then we do every, then it's easy. actually that's that's the blessing of a marriage is when you're in sync, it's it's like there's a support person there. You're not alone like right. in all the different things that you do whether it's in ministry or even in parenting or just in general tasks. Yeah. Like you you're not alone and you're being heard. And uh, and so God had a, a, a pretty good design when he said that the two become one flesh and it's working on that goal. Right. So so if you're going to parent well, both of you and we're not talking about co-parenting because there's no such thing as co-parenting. Like my kids are not less my kids than they are yours. Right. Right? They're not less yours than they are mine. They're our kids. Right. It's one family. It's not. It's not. A, it's not like you do all the work and then I just kind of. I mean, there are different roles that we fulfill sure. because that's how God designed it. But it's still the one family, one marriage, one it, like. the God says the two become one flesh.
1: Yeah, and so, I get, and that makes sense when you're out of sync with each other, and you're coming away from the being one flesh is when the arguments and the
0: and that's something that we had in, in our own personal walk had to learn. Like yeah, it's, it's we didn't we didn't. So when we got married, the only the only counseling I got was on the day of the wedding. I was sitting at the window, and uh, the pastor comes walking in, and it was actually your father and Pastor Ken. And they look at me and they say, Don't jump. It's not that bad. And I was like, Okay. Rude. But that was literally the only marriage counseling that we. That wasn't their fault. That was our fault. Yeah, we didn't have any. We didn't
1: want marriage counseling, so yeah, premarital counseling. And so with that came, this
0: this long road of trying to understand how to communicate to each other. I mean, you do your life your own. You're pretty selfish when you get even even when you enter a relationship. Oh yeah, there's selfishness behind it because there's the desire to 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 well to get not just get to know you, but there was a physical attraction. Sure. And so that was the, the gateway that opened the door to me entering into a relationship with you, and then it and then it grew from there to the point where we felt like we should get married. But with that, uh, it, there was no talks of how to like. It was, I would even say at the beginning of our marriage was more. I mean, there was emotion and heart in it, but it wasn't deep. Yeah. Because we didn't know, well, we, we didn't also understand. Like we were young. Children. Yeah, we were young. <laughs> uh, and so with that, we had to learn that whole process. What does it mean? So like when you read Ephesians chapter five, right? It says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. I mean, we hear that statement all the time, but what does that truly look like? And then Paul would go on to say he would lay his life down for her. Mm. The love that he had was a sacrificial love. And, and, and a lot of times, and we come from a church that's more like this, where the, where the man is the head. And when you're the head of the house, there's a dominance and almost an intimidation with that dominance. It's a, almost like a lord. over. Well, that's what we're taught
1: in the church.
0: Yeah, and it, so it's a lord over. Church, but, like and so, the church. but Christ being in the very image of God, if you, if you tie what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5 to Philippians chapter 2, you see that God that, that Jesus didn't count equality with God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: to Take on the form of a servant. Right. Being made in the likeness of man. And then not only does he humble himself to that point, he dies on a cross. Why? Not because he enjoyed getting his hands nailed Mm -hmm. or getting beaten or getting spat on or being mocked by the things that he created, but because he loved us. He loved the church. He loved the people of God. He loved the people that were going to be the people of God because we weren't even born yet. But yet he loved us so much that he laid down his love, that God displayed his love for us. And so it's understanding that, that you can get a really bad misconception of what a marriage truly is
1: well it's the scripture you know wives submit to your husbands which we hear like all the time
0: well, that used to be like okay okay What are those words that you say uh, a word that, that it, like a trigger a trigger word
1: submit yeah well, be, well because it's been so misconstrued like through yeah, but generation I, it's because like submit, lot, but to submit means literally to come alongside well
0: yeah it, well yeah it I, doesn't
1: mean be a doormat and allow your husband well, to do whatever c- because
0: you, you think about this when jesus because so the word submit there right he says to, he says to the believers uh he says peter's writing he says mm-hmm. submit yourself therefore under the mighty hand of god right so that, so there's an authority covering that you actually come underneath you right. you, you, you submit you willingly right. willing I'm, I'm, it's not like i beat you to get you to submit no, to me the a, but but maybe uh maybe that'd be more effective <laughs> no i'm just joking sorry sorry that was a joke i well, well, my,
1: my point was um i think anyone who knows this probably knows that that would never happen but um my point was is that we hear that portion of the scripture a lot but we the, but what's been neglected is the other half of that of that so you've got a wife submit to your husband, and then. You know, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. But And and we've had, you know, what's the diagram of, like, the umbrella? We've got, like, God, husband, wife, children. But really, it's not. It's more, you know, it's a triangle. You've got God, husband, wife, and then your children in that covering. And being able to.
0: Are you saying it's like a family tree?
1: Yeah. God loves trees. He's like a hippie.
0: Well, there was one that kind of ruined everything there.
1: I mean, aside from that tree. I've always been like redeeming the trees The placenta looks like a tree
0: that's okay so back to what we're saying <laughs> husbands and wives um and so like in loving your wife as christ loved the church you actually have to look at the character of christ in in, and right. what he did and how he loved his wife because if you're going to hold one side accountable to an extreme then the other side has to be accountable, accountable to, to an the, extreme. The extreme too uh, i had a conversation with a bible student and he had a he had a really big hang up and i'm not going to call him out by name but maybe you listen to the episode but he had a really big hang up on women ministering. And I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but it doesn't matter. Because it's, it's just an example that I'm using right now. I have my opinions, but I'm not going into a whole doctor like this, like how, whether I believe it or not. But he had a big hang up on women being able to minister because of some of the things that Paul writes. And now and, and, uh,
1: and I just figured out who it was.
0: Yeah. And he had a big problem with tongues, um, which was the same thing. And I, was, and I simply said to him, if you're going to hold this, and this is what's going to hinge everything on, then why don't you hold the, 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 the elders accountable when their kids go wayward because they weren't good managers of their families? Because that's what it says in Timothy. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be suitable for, for um, managing the house of God, then there's certain things you have to have right in your life. And sometimes we make an extreme out of something when, it, when we don't look at the whole picture. Right. So we get, we get one taste of it. Wives, submit to your husbands. And then that's, the, that's what we we're going to. We're going to build the build theology, theology of the doctrine on that. But you, but you missed the whole part. the other aspect of it is that it's a response to my love for her. Right. So if Christ never laid himself down and showed his love for the church, we wouldn't be able to submit ourselves under the authority of God because okay. we wouldn't have access to God. Right. We wouldn't have that relational aspect of God. God would just be this cosmic being on a throne, zapping people who were wrong, uh, who disobeyed him? There wouldn't be an intimate relationship with the, that we have with God and with Christ, with yeah. the head of the church. We wouldn't have that. We wouldn't have this bridegroom uh, picture in the Bible, so we wouldn't be able to submit. We would be forcefully, we'd be oppressed. Right, we'd be oppressed in that relationship because it'd be forceful. And that's what we need to realize is that, in, 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 and it took us a long time to realize that because it was just constantly headbutting.
1: Well but I think we had at very, the beginning we had very different pictures of marriage though like oh, every, yeah because you come
0: from two different families. Yeah, two so you different, get two different, different aspects family. trying to merge into one. It's like it's like it's like when you get on the expressway right and and it's like everybody in in the middle of uh, traffic in New York everybody's trying to get into one lane. Right. There's tractor trailer trucks. there's the guy who's on his cell phone, there's the pothead and then there's you and your minivan and everybody's trying to hazards. merge and that's what happens as we come together as one and I'm holding my cup like I am but anyways. But you're trying to merge those things. And so it, it, it took us time.
1: And it will in every marriage. it always takes time. And perfect. it's, you know, we're 15 years into being married, 16 and a half years together. You know, we still are working on it. Well, yeah,
0: because no one's perfect. I try really hard and sometimes I just, I can't get through to fall.
1: And then in the marriage, you have the same arguments over and over and over again. Like, sometimes, like, I, like, if you've been married for, like, any length of time, like, I feel like there's always, like, one thing that, like, is, like, that's it. And, like, if you could just get over that, like, one thing, you'd be, like, you know, you'd never argue again. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's just us.
0: The one thing. We
1: really don't argue. We really don't argue. Not anymore. No. Our first several years of marriage were rough. And, of course, you know, like, we, we got married and three months later we're pregnant. So... That was a whirlwind, and we were <laughs> pregnant almost our whole marriage. Yes, I have. So I'm not pregnant now. This is not an announcement. Yes, it's just we had to clarify that. Always, so, um, I never really got
0: to truly know it. In marriage <laughs> it was always...
1: you are a completely different person when you're when you're pregnant and and postpartum. There's like, oh
0: well, yeah. Cause when you I, you I think about even, being pregnant,
1: even... it's like a level of insanity that is just.
0: Well, you don't even like <laughs> smart food, but when you're pregnant, you eat a ton of smart food. Or pickles. Or pickles. Or, so real fast, quick story on pregnancy. Because oh, no. this story gets me every time. Like,
1: oh, <laughs> my sister, um, my
0: oldest sister, who's... well,
1: oh, this isn't about me?
0: This is about you. Um, she decorates cake and she's a <laughs> phenomenal... I hate She's a, she's a phenomenal cake decorator. Um, oh, and she's just... She's a, she is. I love my I sister. Tracy. I love Tracy. She's, she's amazing. She's, I love her so much. Um, she's very dear to me. Um, and, and, uh, and speaking of which, I need to get a hold of her. You do? But anyways, and I keep forgetting... Uh, but, uh, she was, um, she wanted to do a baby shower for when Adeline was, was going to be born.
1: Yeah. And her so, and her mom.
0: yeah, her and my mom. My mom's the sweetest woman I know. She loves baby uh, showers. And, and so they do this baby shower and they make this cake with a, a teddy bear on top it of it. It was real cute. And it was really cute. Like it was something out of like cake boss. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. She's an amazing cake decorator. Um, and so, uh, and so they do this, this, uh, baby shower we get the gifts. I bring you back to our, our terrible apartment. We had a drunk above us who was allowed at I like three in the morning. And that's another story for another day where I. I... <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'll tell you that. We'll tell that one after. <clears throat> this might be just story hour with the kids.
1: This episode is called Drunk Neighbors and Teddy Bear Cakes.
0: So, uh, so we get there. Uh, I go to work. I think I'm at work with something. I'm doing something. And I come back and you're in bed. And oh, it's like it's a like week, it was a week late. It, was a, it wasn't It wasn't just like it was the next day. Was, I mean, we're talking a week later. And I look up, no, we're in bed. Yeah, we're getting ready to go to sleep. And I'm laying there. And then all of a sudden she she like, she's sitting there because she has a, her belly. She used to get stuck in our lazy boy chair. And she so couldn't get out, out of it.
1: i was so short-waisted that like.
0: She couldn't get out of our chair and I would just leave her there.
1: That's true. That's why and we don't went, have
0: recliners. Help, help, I need to go to the bathroom. And ever since then, I was never have to, allowed to have a recliner. We'd have, we had to have a Papa's on a chair, which is not the same. And so, so, um, so she's in bed and I'm laying next to her getting ready to fall asleep because I had to wake up for work. And I look, I look over it. She rolls over. I look over and she just, I don't know what she, she rolls back over and she has the teddy bear cake. A week later, she had store it. Box. It was in a box on the side of the bed and she starts eating it. I'm it's like what cake. You? Your sister
1: makes good cakes.
0: A week later?
1: <laughs> hey.
0: See and, and so it preserves
1: anyway. well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> fondant does that.
1: It covers the buttercream and.
0: You try to justify you having a cake. <laughs>
1: Listen, I was like 20 years old, literally.
0: We had no money. We had for
1: dinner. <laughs> yeah, we're in this like apartment with like controlled heat, so it was like 60 degrees. It was so cold all the time, or deathly hot. Like there was nothing in between. Oh, that was we had. Car got hit. That's true. We had it. <laughs> We had a neighbor upstairs who was, he was an alcoholic, and like, he would just, he had like a CD, and he would play two songs over and over and over again, just all night, just constantly. It was like, it was a disaster. I mean, it well, was, it was a Titanic. Well, no, it was, it was, the, it was Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow, but he oh, also did the yeah. Titanic theme song. Two songs, way. and then
0: he would stand, so, so, uh, oh. the other side of this is that she was also pregnant, I think. Or we just had the baby. So who cares? But I don't think I was pregnant. And uh, and so uh, he smoked outside his window. We had it's a your fan. Story. We had a fan where it was um, it to blow the smoke right into our room where we were sleeping, and we would have to be like, "Dude, stop doing that." <laughs> and so uh, and so one day he's doing that. He has his music going. Cheryl Crowe singing her heart out. It's
1: Like two o'clock. And in it's morning. loud.
0: It's two o'clock in the morning. I have to get up at four in the morning. And uh, and all of a sudden I get up. I grab a bat and I just I bang the ceiling. But they were really loud. Cause they were really loud yeah they were like, like having significantly a loud and it's middle on like of the a tuesday and so i bang the ceiling and then all of a sudden someone bangs stomps back on the floor i never like almost went blackout reach <laughs> but in that moment i'm in my underwear like my 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 boxer briefs i grab I, I i still have that bat in my hand i run up to the upstairs door and i take that bat and i bang <laughs> on the door. i'm like boo 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 it's like something out of a movie and it all of a something. sudden and all of a sudden this like like 16-year-old boy. Oh, he was like 19. Maybe 19. I don't know. He opens up the door, and uh, and I have the bat, and I point at him. I say, if you ever do that again. <laughs> and uh, mommy, no, he was great. Between this, this, this and a
1: beating this, comment, people are going to think that you're really violent.
0: Well, luckily I found Jesus somewhere along the way. <laughs> but uh, but I, and he, I said, if you ever do that again. And that's all I said. And he, he said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He said like three times. And I said, It's okay don't do it again. And I walked away. And I was, I was proud of that moment.
1: I know because you shared the story a lot. It was like,
0: I don't know. Well, that's because you were pregnant.
1: There is absolutely no point to this episode.
0: No, it's just stories. But anyways, back to the two becoming one.
1: Marriage. That's apparently where it's gone. That's where it's going. Out of our children arguing.
0: So, so this is what you get. You got, you got don't, don't sleep with your father's wife. <laughs> and don't mess with me at two in the morning. Um, and I think those are the two points. Yeah,
1: this episode is called "Alcoholic Neighbors and Don't Sleep with Your Father's Wife."
0: Actually, we were we actually were talking about something. So it's a very laid back episode. Are um, they all? Well, this one's more than normal. in <laughs> sweatpants.
1: It's the snow, I'm telling you. So so, anyways, back to what we were saying. It
0: it as as parents like uh, understanding communication with each other. That I didn't. That did not come out of those stories, but that was where I wanted to talk I about. I
1: know. How we got here,
0: but understanding how to communicate with each other, um, as a two become one, that that may, that makes parenting easier. That makes you on the same page. Like like if I if you bring up an idea or I bring up an idea, it's not like they're foreign to us because most of the time we're on the same page. Yeah, it's not it's not like out of this world or, or unheard of. So like um, so understand that 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 the the idea of your marriage isn't that you uh, that you just make it through life, right? And then at the end, it's like you win a prize because you didn't kill each other, or you just, or you were able to just kind of navigate through a lot of brokenness and a lot of hurt. And and, you, and, and when I say navigate, you just kind of like, you, you kind of made it to the end. You didn't you didn't try to pursue anything, you didn't achieve healing, you didn't find anything. You just made it to the end of the race. But I'm talking about actually being able to have a relationship with the two-hour-one flesh, where there's where there's Christ loving the church as the example and laying himself down and washing. Her uh, with his word, and then the other idea is the submission of of of, of coming alongside and supporting
1: mm-hmm. that
0: and of the wife, and so it's it's understanding those roles, mutual submission, those roles, and those well, yeah, because Christ Christ humbled himself. Right. Like the more I submit my myself to God, the better husband I should be. Right. right, And the more you submit yourself to God, the better wife you should be.
1: And again, it's that two becoming one. And,
0: and then and then it's easy. Right. So so wait, wait, when I bring something up, it's not like you know my heart, and you know my love, so it's not like you're, any of those things are in question.
1: Sure, right.
0: So you, you're not like, you, I, it's not like you, you can look at me and say, well, he loves me, and he wants what's best for me, and he cherishes me, and I know that because he sacrifices for right. me, that I don't have to question his intention on things. Right, sure. And that's part of the process of the two becoming one. And then you're a, so like, when I, I don't know if I come up with crazy ideas ever. That's me. Yeah. But, but there's that idea, like, I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to question your character in it. She's not trying to hurt me. She's not trying to, she's not out to make me look bad. She's not out to make me fall. I'm not the bane of her existence, but she loves me. And so therefore it's easy to come to conclusions and do things.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, I use that as a broad statement, but it, it is, it is. It's because, because everything, uh, it comes from that position of who God is. And the more I love God, the more I love my wife. And that's a journey. That's a process. That's it like, like I said at the beginning of the journey, like it was, it was trying to figure that out. We didn't understand. We didn't have people who spoke that, and I don't think people truly grasp that. Right. I think that's a hard thing for people.
1: Right. It is.
0: Because once again, and it could be just selfishness, but it take it takes dying to self to think of other other people's needs, um, and that's a hard thing, because it's more it's more than just physical. If there's emotional, there's there is physical, there's provision, there's right. there's all spiritual, there's all those things that, that fall into play. And then you throw kids into the then you throw kids into the yeah. <clears throat> Or
1: then you, you know, you... If you don't die to self, you
0: probably kill them.
1: Right. You get married, you kind of struggle along the way, and then, you know, all of a sudden this baby who is completely helpless, helpless is like laid on your chest. And then that's a whole different ball game where you have to learn to Kids are pretty
0: selfish decide players.
1: yourself for your spouse and for your children and that those children kind of become your, your tunnel vision, you know? And sometimes it's easy to neglect the marriage in your tunnel vision for your children. I mean, it's easy to get so wrapped up in parenthood that then, then you wake up one day and you go like, Oh my goodness, I don't even know this person next to me. You know, we're on two different pages. We haven't connected. We, you know, we're just, like, kind of it, – is it Jim Gaffigan, you know, like, what is it like to have a fourth baby? You know, it's like you're drowning and somebody hands you a baby. You know, like that <laughs> – that, that that it's, like, that aspect. And so all of a sudden you're, you're, like, oh, my goodness, you know, like we're drowning and I don't even know this person next to me. And how are we supposed to raise this revival generation if, like, we're not even on the same page or connected or struggling or, you know, feeling – neglected well, yeah. or like whatever that is and,
0: and i would say the key to good good parenting is good marriage
1: yeah oh because, yeah because
0: that's like when you were talking about the pyramid right mm-hmm. or the hierarchy of, of, of things it's god first yeah then it's then it's your marriage then it's your kids right. and then then it's our ministry right um and if and it has to be in that order because otherwise you get it wrong right I Ministry's mean, before god you got it wrong and it's not gonna be if, if yeah. you got, if if your wife's before god if your kids are before your wife you're just gonna get it wrong and, and if you're you're gonna be on the wrong. You're gonna be on the wrong page, and actually, it's gonna cause issues. Yeah, I've seen but that. I mean so, we've seen that so many times in people's lives. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but no. where where the kids are put before the the relationship of the parents, and then they're always at odds. They're always butt heads. Right. One kids, one parent's siding with the kids all the time. Yeah, and it's just it's just not good.
1: But on the other hand, what I see often is that when you have this unhealthy view of marriage, and it's it's the it's the model of like you have this patriarch husband, and the wife has to submit. And then what happens is that that submission becomes the wife's submission becomes over everything, and that creates a lot of brokenness too, where you have like one parent who's trying to dictate everything, who wants a wife to submit, and then the children kind of get like neglected in, in the background, or they or he, so essentially on both sides of the pendulum, it's brokenness, right? On both sides, it doesn't it doesn't work. Well, because that's the
0: other thing that he says in that too. He says as Christ of the church, but also as one he they use the example as one who loves his own body.
1: Right. Right. Like you don't
0: neglect yourself. Right.
1: And so, uh, so just in, in the ministry that I'm a part of, often what we see is we see, you know, a uh, a uh, a father who's not pursuing things of God the way he should be, you know, he might be a Christian in name only, but demands submission, but isn't doing that part. And in that demand of submission then has to like come along with the parenting and it just creates just, it's a mess. It's not the right order. There is an order and there's a method and there's a reason why God says what he says because that's the perfect picture of family and of yeah, marriage. You're right. And, and it, anything outside of that, on either side of the pendulum, whether it's the, the permissive parenting and your children rule the roost or it's the like, you know, children should be, you know, not seen and not heard kind of end, right? Both sides of those are wrong and don't work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and a lot of that comes, as you were saying, it. it it's a right understanding of God's word and who God is. Right, and so if you have a so if you have a really authoritative view of God, which He is, He's all powerful. Sure, like we're not we're not taking away from God's position. Mm-hmm. He's the creator of everything. He's Lord of everything, but He also mm-hmm. is a uh, is a God of grace and mercy and mm-hmm. compassion. Right, and so if you if you over if you hyper focus on one attribute and you miss the whole context of who, who God is and how He reveals Himself. Then you're going to hold a, an obscure view of who God is. Right. So God is a dick a dictator. Right. Who's just Who's just waiting to get me when I mess up. And right. then you'll start parenting that same way because yeah. <laughs> because it all flows from your view of God. Right. And that's why we get last episode we talked about the fear of the Lord. We talked about walking in healthy fear of the Lord. Yeah. Because when you walk in the healthy fear of the Lord, you realize that it's a relationship with with the Creator of everything. This right. God who reveals Himself as who tells us to pray to him as our heavenly father right if you have a bad view of a father and then god's calling himself a father in your life and you don't know who the who the true god of the bible is not what people tell you not what people right. like, re- relate to you but the true god right then you're gonna you're gonna parent or be a father or a husband in that in the sense that you have yeah in, in the view of what you have of God, and then that's going to be corrupt, and that's going to be miserable, whether it's, whether it's like you said, on either end of the spectrum, whether you allow the, the kids to rule everything, or whether you're like an authoritative, heavy-hand dictator.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, and those are extremes. extremes. Those
0: are extremes, but like, it all matters. And, it's, and it also all matters in the way you do relationships. Right, right. Um, I know my kids try to do this all the time, and I think this is just standard practice among kids, <laughs> is where they, they ask a question of one parent, and then they go to try to ask the... We
1: have one child in particular. Yeah, and then they
0: try to go get you or to uh, to contradict what the other parent said. Right. So they're like, hey, can I do this? And, and you say no. Right. Because they always this is the way they always do it. Then they'll come <laughs> to me and say, hey, Dad, can I do this? And and I've learned, because I'm smart. <laughs> I said, have you asked your mother this and what did she say? Because I'm not going to contradict you. Right. And I'm not going to cause that fraction. And if they get caught doing it, oh... Yeah, because what God is doing together don't separate. Right. Like, don't don't try to get in the way of this.
1: Yeah, that's that's okay. frustrating to us. Like yeah. when one person, but that also can cause issues in the relationship too. Because it's like, why did you say yes when I said no, or why did you say no when I said yes? And then so there's like a, a miscommunication. And hopefully, we've laid the foundation while we're still working on it that 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 doesn't work. That we're we're unified in that. Yeah, and 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 also like. I feel like we try, we're not, I'm not great at this. I'll just throw myself out there. We try like when dealing with, you know, behavior and like that kind of thing, we try to like be able to talk about it privately to be like united instead of like correcting in the midst of it. But I'm not really great at that because I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't know, quiet. (laughs) So, right. Does that make sense? So, like, it's good to be, like, unified in, like, you know, how are we going to handle these situations in parenting our children or disciplining our children, right, privately, instead of, like, arguing about it in front of the child. And then, I don't know.
0: Well... Well, We're not there yet. Yeah, and so... I'm not there yet. Okay. I (laughs) am. Anyway. Uh, So, uh... So, uh... But uh, so right relationship with your wife and your, and your husband right? And, right and we had an experience like this um, just recently where, where um, so, so the, a healthy relationship and a right relationship according to God's word that's what we're talking about because that's what matters I don't care what Dr. Phil says or Dr. Demento whatever whoever you listen to I don't really care what they say because yeah. God gave us the standard for happiness bye I, I, uh, I just, that, that happened she just left me <laughs> And just like that, the rapture took place, and she's gone. But anyways, uh, I don't, I don't really care about self-help books, or it's actually getting dark in here, so she has to adjust the lighting. But uh, I, so I don't really care what the world says, or what other people say, or even the best uh, psychiatrist or anybody. I care about what God's word says, Doctor Spock. Yes, um, but that that or Doctor 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 Oz. who just lost the the face in Pennsylvania. What were they thinking? Uh, they just sent someone, they sent someone to, send someone to, to okay, all right, talk. we're not
1: getting, this is not a political podcast. Anyways, I'm
0: just saying, people, why do you have to be so dumb? And, and that's i don't God know if Dr.
1: Oz was really that great of a talk Oh, talk. I don't either,
0: but at least he could talk. It's
1: too much Botox. At
0: least he could talk. Anyways, I don't care what doctor you listen to, I care about God's word. That's right. And when you have a healthy relationship, what it opens up is the doors of communication. That's right. And so out of love, there's times when my wife can actually speak into my life when I'm a little upset or grumpy. And now she's going to probably take that and be like, yeah, uh, like a little, don't, don't let it go to your head. Uh, But there's times though, because uh, like even this this past week where things had to get done, I was getting frustrated because once one kid doesn't listen, they all don't listen. (laughs) Domino effect. Yeah. It's like, it's like they plan it. They strategize.
1: Yeah.
0: Somehow they have like a telekinesis connection where they see one kid where they know they're all going to be disobedient at the same time when things are really yeah. important, and things need to get done.
1: Yeah,
0: um, And so then they just scatter, or they right. start doing other things. And so I, get, I was getting frustrated. And well, they I,
1: really feed off of our stress.
0: Yeah, and so we need to get things done, and I need to get, get ready for what <clears throat> was taking right. place. Right. Um, and then you just said, hey, just go take a shower. <laughs> You're, you need to calm down. And, uh, and I did. And you fought me on it. Well, because I wanted to make sure things got done.
1: I was like, it's all right.
0: And it's so you good. saw that I needed to step away. And I did. And I took a shower and um and came back and just was able to kind of regroup and refocus and get done what needed to get done. When you're talking oh about God. submitting
1: and come on alongside of one of, of one another. Right? Just like if you were like, you need to step back from that. I'll say, I'm gonna trust your judgment in it, I'm gonna submit to this and I'm gonna step aside. It's the same it's the same thing. It's 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 that it's that word and that's that that's why it's a trigger word because when you hear submit you you hear like a uh, it i'm not saying you i'm just saying like in general we hear it's a, it's a trigger word it makes us be like well, i didn't submit to that like i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna bend my will to that other person's will and that's what i think but really if you think about it it's it's coming alongside it's joining together and saying like i'm gonna come along i'm gonna trust you in this moment, that you know what's best for me, and in, because I'm struggling, and that I'm going to go and do it.
0: No, well, what I'm saying is, I think it was just godly counsel, like as in, like, like I knew what the, that that the the way I was expressing myself wasn't right, and so then you said, "Hey, it's not right." I feel and,
1: like that's one of the moments when we're saying the same thing, but it's well, getting communicated. No,
0: because no, I think it's, I think it's two different things. Because God was already saying things, and then you confirmed it. Sure. So I think that's—I honestly think that's what it is. It's—it's it's more of—it's not—it's not like.
1: But wouldn't that be submission in general, especially in the in the in in a marriage? I don't know if that is. When you're joining together and you're becoming one flesh and you're coming alongside, that it that it would be a confirmation. Ah, oh, you guys tell us.
0: Well, I i don't know. I don't know if that is. I—I would I have to think about that because I thought because obviously when you're doing stuff like that, you don't want to be upset and you don't want to be angry. Right. And then when you get frustrated, and it goes uh, and, it, and it turns into that, you're you're not happy with where you're at. Sure. And God's and God lets you know if you if you actually listen to the voice of God. Sure. And so you can either double down on it and be angry, or get frustrated even more, or harden your heart, or you can you can surrender—not even just surrender, but actually just like listen to the voice of God and walk in it.
1: So what you're and then
0: and then the then when someone comes up and tells you what God is telling you, it's confirmation of what you're already feeling. So
1: what you're saying is that in in that instrument instrument, not really sure what that is. In that instant, is that is that you were submitting to to Christ's authority and saying like you're not handling this right, and that in that moment I was confirmation in that in saying you're not handling this right. Go take a break.
0: Well, yeah. Well, well, yes, and. There's a there, there's a way that you know what is right and what is wrong. Right? Right. And so so even in the way that you handle your anger and you handle your, handle your frustrations, there's a way that you can do it where you honor God and you don't honor God. Sure. And that was what was on my heart and my thoughts during that time. So so as I like even in the frustration, I was frustrated with the kids, but I was also frustrated that I was frustrated.
1: Oh, yeah, that happens all the time with me.
0: And yeah. so that makes it more frustrating?
1: It's it's a lot. Like a, it's like a ball of frustration.
0: And yeah. so when you get stuck in that part, you just kind of... It's almost like... It, like I said, you can either double down or triple down or quadruple down, and then you just get really frustrated. You shut yourself off and you just kind of go into a room and you just fester in your anger. Right. But if you walk according to God's Word and according to the Spirit, you know what's wrong already. Right. So what, the minute you, you lash out or you you raise your voice or you do something wrong and God's like, hey, hello. Right. And then you're like convicted and like, why did I do that again? Or why did I mess up like that? And then all of a sudden you continue to do it. You're like, why do I keep doing this? Right. And it's almost like you're not, almost like you're not in the spirit of it, but like there is kind of like the bitterness, the anger, the frustration that overcomes. And then all of a sudden, and but you, it's not like you don't hear God saying like, dude, what are you doing? Right. Why are you doing this? And then all of a sudden, um, someone comes along and they speak to what you're you know right and so like uh, like there was already an issue with me and God because I was trying to maybe it was just on my own physical strength too because that's what it also says sure right? it says stand therefore in the mighty power in his mighty power and then resist the devil and he will flee. so maybe it was just me trying to stand in my own mind in my own strength and trying to do it myself I'll correct the course
1: sure
0: and uh because I I need to, and it just didn't work. And then you end up being frustrated even more because you can't control the situation because you you've, you've kind of just went, went down that road where you kind of gave into frustration, gave right. into anger, gave into whatever else was happening. And that, by the way, it wasn't just like the popcorn got burned. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of stuff that had to get done right. in a short amount of time, right. and uh, I already made plans to uh, to go do other things too within that time frame. And so, with all that, with all that frustration and all that thing building up, I also had the Spirit of God trying to pull me back. Right. And I wasn't, and I knew it, and I, but I was trying to listen, but I, like I said, I think I was trying to do it by my
1: own might. who
0: knows. And then that's when you came oh. along, and, and because, because of our relationship, I could have just, there's two ways it could have went. It could have been like, just leave me alone, we need to get this done, this is important.
1: Or it could have caused an argument between us. It
0: could cause an argument between us, or there was just like like what God was trying to say is that is like you need to stop and you need to do this over because it's not beneficial for you. It's not beneficial for your family. It's probably not going to be beneficial for ministry, right? And uh, and then you came and you, and you even in even though I was frustrated, you 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 spoke what I was already dealing with,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, and so that's. So back to what I was... Well,
1: it goes back to it being, also being, like, to a previous episode with, like, being able to hear from God and, like, the more... So, like, well, it's easy to hear from God when you're, like, not frustrated and you're, you know, things are all rainbows and unicorns and butterflies, right? But it's actually, like, in those moments of trial where, you know, where our emotions and and there's a misconception about, like, God and emotions. Like, God gave us emotions. Emotions are not a bad thing. They're not an evil thing. And God is an emotional God and he's a God of our emotions. And so a lot of times in Christianity, you know, we want to be stoic in the word only and like, our, you know, just ignore your emotions, but God is a God of emotions. And so like, it's easy, it's easy to follow him. It's easy to hear his voice when, when our emotions are like, you know, calm, but like when we're frustrated, right. And that, and that's where it gets into like being able to hear God's voice in, even in those midst of frustration or of sorrow or of anger and, and pressing in more in those times of rainbows and and unicorn and being able to, to unicorns. Yeah. And being able to like decipher God's voice versus my voice. Right. And so that when it's times of high emotion that we can sort those out and saying like, what is God and what is me right now?
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, cause it's not like God doesn't stop speaking to you, Right. And, but uh, sometimes
1: it gets muffled if we're really angry,
0: well, yeah. or frustrated. Well, yeah, and then you get more frustrated, and well, then you're like, "Ah." Uh, well, what I was trying to say at the beginning was because of the relationship that we had, we were able to speak into our life, right? And so that—that's the idea is that like, is that when you have a healthy relationship, when you when you do it right, you can you actually have a communication line that's open. We because I know you love me, and because I know you love our kids, and I know you love our ministry that we have together, and you love God most of all. Is that you can speak into those areas when I'm sure. a little grumpy or I'm upset, and then that can be a hard area sometimes. Yeah. With people, because no one likes to have their like, have, like their wounds poked. Right. Right. And so, but because of the relationship we have with each other and with God, then that opens up those lines of communication, right. and and it op- and it keeps it healthy. Yeah. And so I don't need to go to a priest or anything like that to have like. God speak. He can speak to my to my spirit, and then he can confirm it to my to my family. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I was trying to say <laughs> like at the beginning. Was that like I was frustrated? I was acting not in, not like God. Um, maybe in His wrath for for Judah, um, but but it wasn't it wasn't right. And then and I knew it wasn't right. And you confirmed what I was feeling. And then I took a shower. and I came back, and I was better.
1: Mm-hmm. And but also, there's a way to like to address people like in those moments, like husbands and wives, because like if I came at you like yelling at you, or which has yelling, happened in the past, yeah, on both sides. Oh, yeah.
0: So it's we're not, like not great, it's great at that. Like
1: we're this is a learning, very clearly learning process for us. But like if I come at it and I'm like, what do you like in not in grace and love and mercy. And I come in that moment like you know a bowl and china shop. That's just going to escalate things. That's not going to. That's not going to de-escalate things. It's just going to make things ten times worse, and then people are going to feel unheard and devalued and and all of that.
0: Well, yeah, because there has to be some kind of sense of humility. If right. you want to better a person, you have to be able to humble yourself right. when you approach them. Right. Um, and that's the example of Christ, right? Right. right. Who humbled himself. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's not just like when you speak to other people outside of the family or outside of your spouse, it's actually when you speak to them too.
1: Right.
0: And I think, uh, a lot of it comes to, to dying to self.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, cause sometimes it's fun to be bitter, not fun, but you look, like, you enjoy, we it. Hold on to you it. hold on to it. Um,
1: we're justified in our bitterness and,
0: and anger things. is the yeah. same way you, you're justified in it and you hold on to it. And then other times it's fun to remember the past. Because and that's where a lot of the bitterness and the anger comes right. from. Is you hold on to, to, to situations that happened uh, a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, ten years ago, whatever right. it is, and it dictates how you how you yeah. interact with each other right. and how you are or how your life is going to be. It literally, in that for lack of better words, it becomes a slave master.
1: Sure, because it sure.
0: dictates how everything's going to be in your life, how yeah. your relationship's going to be, how you communicate with each other, and uh, and so to let go of that. Um, to 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 not hang on to bitterness, not to hang on to anger, then it, it allows you to. It really takes dying to self. Sure. But what you find out is that when you actually let go of those things, that's when a lot of healthy healing can happen. Yeah. Right. And that's when that's when relationship can be restored. Because how many people have relationships or have broken relationships with either kids or spouses? And it's from something that happened 20 years ago.
1: Sure, Right. And there's no, it's unforgiveness, which then yeah. roots into bitterness and anger.
0: And then you're, then you have no communication. Right. You have no relationship. Right. And uh, so it really takes being able to die to self,
1: mm-hmm.
0: lay down those things on both sides. Right. Of, of, it can't and, just
1: be one. But, but on
0: that, on that, I will say I, I would hold I'd probably hold a man more responsible um, in that area because we're called to be like Christ first. Sure. That, that there's still something about winning a woman's heart that mm-hmm. is very godly.
1: Right.
0: Chivalry, um, that there's something about me laying down my life for you mm-hmm. that causes you to say, like, like, almost like like the movies. Like, when, when you think about, I know, I never read this book, but I know a lot of people did. Like, Wild at Heart when it says that every girl is a princess yeah. that's longing to be saved. Right. And then we have it instilled of us that there's a girl that we need to you know, go go win, go go win that war for it, right. because she's so valuable. Right. And that, when you look at in the church, that's what it is. Sure. And so I, and I say that because it it takes dying to self for for both, but right. but for me to have your heart, I need to be willing to to do that, to lay myself down, and so that that um, that becomes easier for you to walk knowing that I'm doing that like to be able right. to say he has my heart. Sure. And that's the same relationship we have with God. Like, God's not interested in us following all the Ten Commandments. Because if right. he did, when the rich young ruler came to him and said, what do I have to go to, he- to, go to heaven, he would have said, oh, you did it all. Right. But he had to give up the thing that had his heart so that God
1: could have it. Well, and, that, and that's the thing with Jesus. And actually, I was thinking about this last night with Jesus, is that, like, at the end of the day, it's Jesus is saying, like, like, you can trust me with your heart. Like, you can trust me with your brokenness. You can trust me with your hurts, with your sorrow, with, with your heaviness, with with everything. It's that Jesus is trustworthy with our hearts. And that sometimes can be, like, a big concept, like, a, a hard concept, especially if you've been hurt, especially if you've carried hurt, in, or especially if people, um, people who you've, like, supposed to have been able to trust with your heart let you down, right? And it's then hard to, like, think of, like, well— all these people have like let me down right with their with my heart and so like it's even like harder sometimes to trust jesus with it right but that's but that's the message of the cross is that it's an it's an exchange it's it's that the beautiful exchange it's god saying like you can trust me with your heart and here i'm going to put this in you and i'm going to give you and i'm going to restore you i'm going to bind up all the brokenness and i'm going to heal all the wounds you know yeah well
0: that's what he said right he gives us a new heart right not callous anymore he actually burns the callous away um but I, and I think that I think that that's a big thing that's missing Where it took us a long time i'll start with that i'll say with that it took us a long time to understand that what that okay. truly meant mm-hmm. um and because I, like you like we said at the beginning like that, that words get misconstrued right that Christ yes. is the head of the church um so therefore the husband is the head of the of the of the of the family of the of the relationship but when you really look at the cost to to have that position mm-hmm. You realize that there's a lot of humility. Sure. There's a lot of humbling. Sure. And there's a lot of dying to self, and a lot of self sacrifice that Christ right. did for the betterment of those who would be His bride. Right. And so, so my my greatest my greatest example from Christ is to humble myself before God like He did. hmm And uh, and with that, it takes carrying a cross, dying to self. Right. And then in return, you're the princess that's worth dying for.
1: Right. And then you're it, the... in return, also, you know, as a wife, is that, is that there's a dying to itself either because, you know, we me, like I, I like to take charge. That's my personality. It's how I was raised. And so there's also like a dying of that also that that you're coming alongside and no longer it's just Bethany in charge, right? But I have to come along and trust you with my heart and trust that we're going to come along together. And that we're going to be able to go forward, in that. and that, then I'm not great at that. I'm just not.
0: I don't know if truly I'm not anybody. I'm very,
1: yeah, right, and in in independence and like, you know, I think I know what's best, and I do.
0: But so, just to kind of sum everything up, that we we kind of went through a lot there, um, and it was really marriage good.
1: counseling with and Bethany and Jason.
0: I thought it was really good, actually. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really good. Is that is that um. The number one thing though, first, if you're going to, if you're going to fulfill the roles as husband and wife before even being parent, um, that comes right. late, that comes next. Those two roles have to be fulfilled in order right. for you to have a godly, a relationship that will spill over into godly parenting. Yeah. It takes being like Jesus. Right.
1: On both ends.
0: On both ends. Yeah. The who being, he was, he's so much greater than us. He was not just, uh. An angel, right? He wasn't just another person, but right. he was the very essence right. of God. Yeah. And he put that aside and humbled himself. And then he humbled himself even to the point of death on a cross. Why? For the betterment of us. Right. So that we could have a relationship with him, so that we could have fellowship with him. And then um, as men, as as husbands, we're called to to love our wives in such a way mm. that as we humble ourselves before God. We die to ourselves, and we, we we're doing it for the betterment of you. Right. I do it for you, right? And then and then that's that's our role. But as you humble yourself before God,
1: right? So how do we raise the revival generation? It starts in a marriage. Well, it starts personally. Yeah, it starts, it starts with our own personal relationship with Jesus, and we've talked about that a lot. That's kind of a thread right throughout this podcast. But it's also about your marriage and your children. And of course, it's about your children. It's also about your marriage and your relationship, and how you treat one another, and how you both have to be running the the race equally yoked. And that's something that you know talk about a lot in marriage, especially you know Christians marrying on Christians and, and all that. But but to be equally yoked, you also have to be going at the same pace, right? Because you can't have one that's going faster than the other, because that's that's going to be messed up right
0: and, and, and before we get too far down that road mm-hmm. is that we talked about a lot about like bitterness and anger mm-hmm. and, and carrying that that uh that um if you if that's you and you're listening to this mm-hmm. by all by mm-hmm. means search your heart right um because I don't want I don't want to skip over that because I sure. mean broken relationships are there and and they might be palatable palatable pal- pal- or whatever mm-hmm. like they can coexist mm-hmm. but they're not what God intended
1: right. That's right. and therefore you
0: miss out on the blessing that God has from it that a, that a marriage when it's done God's way is beautiful mm-hmm. it's fun it's enjoyable it's never lonely right it, there's, there, it's, it's more than just being able to coexist right it's, it's delight right in fact that's how many times does God say that Like, Hugh finds a wife obtains favor from the Lord
1: Definitely that's your favorite first.
0: like there's delight in that yeah and so if your marriage is anything other than delightful right then, then maybe you're hanging on to something that you need to let like, go
1: well, and, and sometimes, sometimes too, like when we're talking about like forgiveness, like it's always important to recognize that the person that you need to forgive might not be, in in human terms, forgivable yet. They might not recognize it. They might be still living in it. They're, you know, they might not have apologized. But forgiveness mm-hmm. is—it's not about, it's not always about the other person. It's also about like your heart. And if you need breakthrough in your marriage. Start with yourself. Yeah. Start there. Even if can, your you spouse is doing what yourself. they're doing, even if your spouse is doing what they're doing or they don't even know Jesus yet, right? It's, it's, you start here with your heart, with that relationship, in, in this first before this, right? And it's out of this, it's a, I'm waving my hand, people listening can't see. It's out of it's a vertical versus a vertical scientist. versus, uh, right? It's about, it's about Jesus making your heart right, even if that, I mean, even if that person is sitting in jail for like the most horrific crimes, right? It's about your heart first and forgiveness. And uh, a person is never going to be, is not always going to be like worthy of our forgiveness. Right. And that's, that's the cross is that, is that he, he takes what is not right and he makes it right. And so it's, it's, it's more than just like waiting for that person to do what they need to do. Or, or as a wife, it's more than just waiting for your husband to be the, the man of God and the spiritual leader that you want him to be, right? It's about first being able to to just say, well, I forgive you. In this, and that's someone am going to walk in the forgiveness. And sometimes it's every day. Sometimes we have to wake up and say, I, I forgive you for this, you know?
0: Well, and you think about this, like when Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount, He says, you are the light of the world, the city on a hill. Not easily hidden, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a basket. Children coming. But then he goes on to make this statement. He says um, he says that others may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And then later on in the New Testament, um, they actually write, they said that if a woman is, if a woman is, unmer- is married to a man who's not a believer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like he says that your good deeds can win them over, right. that they can see God in you. So right. what you were saying is true, that if you can walk in forgiveness and not harbor bitterness, or anger, mm-hmm. and allow allow that forgiveness to really overflow. And and, and like I said, it takes dying to self. Right. It takes it takes humbling yourself before God and laying it down. Um, then then even the possibility of their salvation is available.
1: Right.
0: That's that's a that's a crazy thing that that it's not cut off. Right. But if you can, if you can live in such a way, and I know that's probably women who are watching this, who are whose relationships are like that. Right. But, um, there's a there's a lot of relationships where where one spouse is a believer and the yeah. other one isn't, and for some reason it's mostly for women who are the believers. And but God gives us the remedy. He says if you can walk like Jesus, then you can relay Jesus to them and they will see the good things that the good things that overflow from your life. Yeah. And they can be he actually says one o they can right. be like, God must be real because he blesses them. They walk, they don't have bitterness there. They they walk in the ways of God and just look at their life and you can actually win the one you love over
1: But as a caveat to add in that, because it's something that I see often, that's not an excuse or an allowance for abuse.
0: No. And so like I uh, say that like, like, like we
1: just want to be really clear in that, that like if you're in an, a very unsafe situation, that's not a caveat that you need to stay and allow yourself to be abused. That's not the desire of no, Jesus' heart. That's not that's not it. and and that's something that the church has traditionally not handled well right because well, yeah, because the other aspect of it too
0: is right is, is that you're supposed to walk as good citizens yeah in this world right like we're not supposed to be terrible people yeah according to just the customs of the world and right. the standards of the world right? Right. they see our good deeds and glorify our father it also means in our relationships and the way we treat people sure. so if you're if you're real fast um i'm just going to say this bluntly if you're beating your wife you are a jerk and you need to stop and
1: uh, <laughs> and he's got a baseball
0: bat <laughs> And uh, and God doesn't condone that, so right. stop doing that, whether that's physically or verbally. Because just as, just as Christ loved the church, you're called to love your wife, and you're supposed right. to die yourself. Right. Um, so so just remember that and stop doing it. And if you don't, you probably go to jail, and God's okay with that. Because He said it up. Like, there's natural consequences the way God set it up. I don't know how we got onto that now. it has uh, been a whirlwind. But um, but yeah, uh, if if you were gonna get just to give you some application back from the beginning is don't sit with your father's wife. <laughs> um, don't play music at two o'clock in the morning when there's people below you who need to go to Same work at four. Um, but also uh, learn from Christ's example in your relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Learn from Christ's example. Um, try to reflect Christ to each other to the best of your ability. And that takes dying to self. That takes laying aside things that, that you think are important or are mm-hmm. valuable that, uh, that are selfish, maybe. And, and not all, just so, you know, when we throw the term selfish out, they're not all bad things. Christ's deity was not bad.
1: Right. <laughs> right? What he, right. Laid, what he laid
0: aside so that he could redeem mankind. Right. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But he laid, it, he laid it aside for a time so that he could take sinners and, and make them righteous so that he could have a bride. Mm. So that he could have a bride that we later read about in the Bible and that he's going to come back again for he goes and he's preparing a place for us, the church, his bride. That he's washed us. He's humbled himself, and now he's preparing a place for us. Mm. And so, learn from that example on both sides of it, on the husband and, on, and as the wife, and then watch the blessing of God in the relationship. Right, right. If, if, if you're domineering and, and you're having and you're constantly head then it's time to start acting like Christ. It's time to start saying God. And it's uh, not uh,
1: easy. It's the reason why it says dying to self. Yeah, dying.
0: Yeah, it's and but but the results of it take you from being just being able to, to have cohabitation. Yeah, to having delight. Yeah,
1: Mer- and, marriage was never meant to be a roommate situation. No,
0: And it's not it. And, and yeah, and it's not just friends with
1: benefits. That's also true.
0: It's it's so when I look right, at my marriage, wife, I'm right. like I like I said a couple a couple days ago. A week ago I said, oh, no. I said I said I delight in you and I meant it. It's like That's So it's, awkward. And and what I meant was like my, my heart feels joy when I look at you. It's like and then I get to do that all the time. It's a beautiful thing. And so um so yeah, just just remember that our example isn't isn't what the world tells us. It isn't what the best doctors on T V tell us. It's not whoever Oprah brings on to tell you how to have a happy marriage. It's God's word. Mm. It's living in the reverence for this being the absolute truth right this right here is absolute truth and so I can trust it and I can walk by it and abide by it and I can see the fruit of that and uh, and so yeah I don't know how we got on this road from the beginning which was very laid back and casual but that, that we was...
1: just let the Holy Spirit just and that' that's really the point of this podcast I know it's is just allow the Holy Spirit. And and say what he's going to say. My
0: prayer is that you can make it through the first half hour of nonsense (laughs) so you can get to the good meat. And maybe we'll put that in the description.
1: Yeah, you have it's like a wait till the it's like clickbait, you got to wait till the end
0: because it's so good. Um, Mm. and we believe, I mean, we believe God loves you guys, that God has a wonderful plan for you, for your marriage, and for your kids, and that's why we're doing this,
1: right? And if you need prayer, we want to pray with you. We Mm. and we and like. We're not just saying that. A lot of times on social media you say, like, I, praying, got them prayers. No, like, we we want to pray for you. We want to go into the throne room and pray over you.
0: I have, a, I have a friend. His name is Corey. And he'll know who he is when he's in this. And someone came up. We're going to have Corey on the
1: podcast at some point. Maybe, yeah.
0: I, I love Corey. Uh, but uh, but he, we were praying for somebody and said, what do you want prayer for? And they, spe- they label out a lot of specific need. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can join my faith to that and so that's what we want to do we want to join our faith with you and if you need prayer for your marriage if you need prayer for your kids if you need prayer for provision from god yeah. um we would love to join our faith with you yeah and see and, and if you have a testimony about something please share it we love testimonies we love testimonies. and
1: i think uh, we have gotten a couple questions on yeah. TikTok. yeah i forgot about them until now um but but uh we want to answer your questions like we love very clearly we love talking like there's no, I didn't know we had problem. questions. Cause I, I, I just, I just remembered. So, so we're going to answer the question next podcast. And okay. so if you have a question, if you have something like burning, it could be about marriage, children, fate. I mean, at, it could it,
0: even be, what's like, your favorite color?
1: Yeah. Yellow, obviously. Um, but we want to, Nope. <laughs> we want to answer your questions. We, we want to, we like to answer questions. We like to talk.
0: Yeah, and we try to be as transparent as we can. Well, um, I think
1: they saw that this episode. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so, yeah, anyways, don't forget things. to enter the uh, giveaway. Yeah. Um, for uh, Give
1: us a thumbs up, uh, a heart if you're watching this, you know, clip with us on TikTok, which I won't, pose. I don't know why I said this. Um, follow us on, if you're on Spotify, you can follow us. So you are on it. Well, it's because we don't really know because we're we're getting towards that like elder millennial age bracket. Uh, so...
0: What's this my face that talk about <laughs> speak of? Yeah. Um, we, we still use AOL Instant Messenger. So if you want to hit us up um, at, at AOL Instant Messenger.
1: Now I'm going to change my uh, away status. Our to dial-up passive, tone. Passive-aggressive song <laughs> lyrics. You're my anyway, topic. sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I just yeah. really carried away. Leave us a comment. Share this. If this
0: has blessed you... Poor Tom.
1: He's a photographer now. Did you know yeah. Tom, if you're out
0: there and you listen to this, hit us up. We'd love to know what's going on in your you life. You can partner with us. You were my this. first friend on MySpace. <laughs> you can partner with us. My top friend
1: forever. Anyway. That one was on the other side. I believe no, I was be- in,
0: Maybe he was insecure because he was everybody's top friend. You couldn't move him for a while. Mm-hmm. Tom needed friends. He created MySpace and made everybody be his best friend. Yeah. Genius. Anyway. Sorry.
1: Um, and if you don't
0: know what MySpace is, Google it, kids.
1: share. <laughs> I know our daughter listens to this. She's not even going to know what that is. She, our, a fourteen-year-old. She listens to this when she gets ready for things. I'm like, you want to just hear us talk about you? She's like, no, I'm learning. Oh, see, so, it works. It's a good thing that My she's not going, Liars. Um. Anyway, uh, follow us, like, subscribe, do all all the things you know. Share it if this is blessed to you. Share it with a friend because we know it'll bless your friends too. If you want to partner with us, uh, it, there's links at the bottom of this podcast on whatever platform you're watching on. If you want to partner with us, you're you're able to do that. And um, I think that's it. Keep talking because I'm looking for someone. I am going to – I never do well. You know, just so you guys know. ah Here it we, is. Wait, wait, right. wait, wait, wait. When we start this podcast, every single time Jason's like, you just need to talk so I can just, like, get the mic ready. And so I have to sit here and, like, talk. And then he gets mad at me for, like, not talking the right way. So that's that. Maybe we'll discuss that next podcast.
0: Anyways. This is what I was going to say. And if you noticed, you didn't talk right. So if you watched the video, I had to keep moving her mic back and forth. So that's the, that's the fruit me. of her not doing it right. Um, so anyways, I'll be like, hey, talk like you're going to talk on a podcast. That's not
1: the day I went from. A... So
0: Mike, who talks like that? What is wrong with
1: you? ASMR. Do you have like
0: a throat problem?
1: Yes, absolutely. Clearly. Anyways,
0: I'm going to end this with the same quote because just so you know, what where your life is now is not, and if it's good, then continue on that road. But if it isn't, it doesn't have to stay the same. Yeah. But you can get the ref- you can get the fruit and the results of God's word start now. Hmm. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. Now's the time to start. Yeah. And I'm going to end with the same quote I did from this book that I began this episode with from this book, and it's this. "You can only become dynamic by first becoming dissatisfied with your current level of development." Hmm. You can go deeper. Really tight in there. grow isn't it? higher. Yeah. You yeah I did actually. Wow. I, I thought that was interesting. Thank you. Um, Ted. So thank you Ted for words of wisdom. But yeah. Don't don't just don't just settle. We weren't called just to settle, we we're called to thrive. Mm. Our marriages, our families, our mm-hmm. ministries. And so God has great plans for you. We believe that. He loves
1: you as a wonderful plan for your life and for your marriage and for your children's life. And in honor of Doctor Ritchie. There it is.